you know what, guys, let's talk about something interesting here. Uh, I, I was talking to some, I was at the doctor's office today and, you know, the doctor get my exam and all that kind of stuff. And there were a couple of people that kind of drew me into a conversation about famous people. And one of the people said to me, you know, I mean, they're famous. So, you know, they, they gave up their right to privacy and all of that kind of stuff. And that's true. You know, if, if you're, if you're super famous, you realize you just can't walk into the, into the store and not expect somebody to say something to you. I, I get that. But sometimes it gets a little weird, like they, they they give information about people's medicines and who they're having sex with and all sorts of, you know, taking pictures of their kids and all that kind of thing. And I don't care what anybody says. The rule is, for me, leave motherfuckers alone. Okay? Sorry about the language, but that's my rule. Leave people alone. Let them do their thing. You know, my favorite entertainer is Prince, but I don't care who he's having sex with. I don't care what medicines he may or may not be on, and I don't care what he does in his house. All I say is, every year, you give me 15, 10, 9 to 15 new songs, and I'm cool, and I'll buy them. Bam. That's it. I don't need to know everything about somebody's life just because they're famous, and it's crap. And if you notice, the people that actually make those rules, you know, if you're famous, you give up your right to privacy. You know who says that? People in the press who want to sell you the information. Now, how the hell do you have the people violating somebody's rights? making up the rules about what rights they have. You know? It's like a robber going, listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> you shouldn't buy expensive stuff if you don't think somebody like me is going to take it. I mean, most people don't have nice stuff like that. And I want nice stuff. And I don't work hard enough to be able to afford it or for, for whatever reason I can't afford it. So you should know that if you walk out in front of me with that stuff that's expensive, then I'm going to, you know, steal your car. What kind of rule is that? Well, I make up the rules. I'm the criminal. The criminals like me, we get to make up the rules. No, you don't. No, you don't. And that always annoyed me when they act like you have the right to listen. I mean, to know everything about a celebrity. And I'm not just saying that because that may be a side effect of what I'm doing at some point in the future. I'm not talking about that. I was thinking about that and thinking that way a long time ago. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you really think about it, if you should know anything, a lot about anybody, it should probably be the people who actually have an effect on your life. You know, I mean, who has more effect on your life? The person whose songs you like or whose jokes you like or whose movie you like. Or the person coming into your house to fix your pipes. The plumber's going to be in your house. The plumber's going to cost you $400. The actor that you like only does one or two movies a year, 15 bucks a movie, $30. Or whatever, you know, whatever the uh, babysitting or whatever other things, but they're not going to be as much as the plumber. And the plumber's in your house. I mean, really, the plumber has more of an effect over your life than any kind of actor you'd have to be dealing with. If the plumber makes a mistake, your house is, your, your, your basement's flooded. You should want to know more about the damn uh, person working on your car, right? Your mechanic, the mechanic, he or she is working on your brakes and all. They, if they don't do their job, they can leave you stranded someplace. You should want to know everything about your damn doctor. Your doctor knows all about your health. And if they make a stupid mistake, they can give you the wrong medicine. And let's be honest, your doctor has actually put inserted things into your body. If you're a woman, you know they, they've been up in you. And if you're a man, every six months, they go up in you from the back. So, you know, you should want to know everything about them. But nobody cares about that. You never hear somebody going, you know what? I wonder who my doctor is fucking. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I... My, I saw my doctor. Okay. My doctor is nailing the nurse of the other doctor. Oh, you must. Oh, yes, he is. Nobody does that. Nobody cares about that kind of stuff. You know, I don't give a damn about the celebrities. But you can't act like it's your right to know everything about these people. I mean, if you ever, if it, it's like when I see, uh, celebrity 
was it? I think it's called like celebrity oops or whatever it is where a, you know, a lady is walking down the street and she's famous and like one of the side of her breast is out the side of her shirt or, you know, she gets out of a car and her ass is hanging out or something like that. Who hasn't had an, an embarrassing moment like that? Who hasn't had that embarrassing moment like that? Would you like six, seven hundred million people to see the side of your titties? Hmm? Man or woman? You know, would you like anybody to see that? What about your balls were hanging out of your pants? Would you like people to see that? No, you wouldn't. You know, I think they deserve respect and privacy, just like everybody else. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, I was, I was, I was on, on the web one time and there was a picture of like Cheryl Crow was changing clothes at a, a concert or something like that. And some sucker was hanging out of a tree or something. And he got a picture of Cheryl Crow topless. Now, I'll be honest with you. I love Cheryl Crow. And I would love nothing better than to see Sheryl Crow's delicious titties. But I don't want to see him secretly with some sucker hanging out of a tree taking pictures of her titties. I want to see her titties live while she's sitting in my lap. And my hand's caressing her beautiful bottom and I'm slurping on them. Yeah. Same thing with Serena Williams. I don't want to secretly see her boobs because she's somebody took a picture of her at the beach and they popped out. I don't I want them to pop out. While she's sitting on my lap and I have my hands on her delicious ass and I'm slurping on them. Yeah. Serena's boobs. Cheryl Crow's boobs. Yeah. Imagine if Cheryl Crow was sitting on one leg and Serena was sitting on my other leg and I had all four of their delicious breasts in my face. Ah, that's a great day. Just the thought of Serena Williams' bread breasts in my face and Cheryl Crow's breasts in my face. In my head, that song uh, Happy by Pharrell is playing. Yeah, I'd really feel like I was in a room without a roof. Cheryl Crow's breast and Serena Williams' boobs. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, oh anyway, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted by the concept of those chocolate and vanilla boobies in my face. Okay, sorry, I was a little distracted. Anyway, what I'm saying is, Celebrities have the right to privacy just like everybody else. And you can't use the press who makes up these idiotic rules as the as the guide to what is right. It's not cool. Celebrities should have privacy. And I just want to let Sheryl Crow and Serena Williams know that my house is private. You know, if you were to you know, arrive at my house... No one would know you were here. I mean, they'd know you were here after you were here because when we were getting it on. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Everyone would hear you. <laughs> yeah. You'll be like, S. Anthony, um, we'd like to leave now. We just came to say hello. We didn't expect you to have your pants off. And I'd be going, <laughs> please, girls, don't go. I know this is inappropriate, but please, I really, really, please don't, don't, don't. Could you not tell anybody about this? This is kind of embarrassing. Could, would, you, would you mind not doing that? Well, how did my fantasy about getting it on with Sharon Crow and Serena Williams turned into something bad. What the hell? Co- it's funny how even your fantasies sometimes, if you don't keep track of them, turn into something weird. I mean, your fantasies, not mine. Mine are normal. <laughs> yeah. There was something else I wanted to talk to you, to you guys about. And this also happened in the doctor's office when I was um chilling there. It was really weird how Doing something nice, even if it's really a small thing, can make you feel kind of good, you know. And, and everybody's had that moment, you know. I was I was sitting there with some of the other patients, and and I was just you know watching the big screen TV. They have a big screen TV in there, 
And these two, this Indian couple comes in and they don't speak a lot of English. It's, it's very apparent because they were trying to converse with people and having a little bit of problems. And the guy sat down and he pulled a chair. There was a chair next to him. He pulled it closer to himself because, he, you know, to make it so we could sit next to his wife. And some complete a-hole sees the open seat and darts across there and just sits into the chair. And you know how a person, if they cut you off in traffic, tries to not catch your gaze or try to act like they didn't know what was going on, but you knew and you know damn well they knew what was going on. This guy just wanted the chair and didn't give a damn. So I'm where I'm sitting... For, for whatever reason, the people that were next to me, I think they got called and went to, got called to the office and were finished with their appointments or whatever, got up. So I'm sitting in a, in a, in between, there's one chair on e- either side of me, you know, and I see him over there and he's got this look on his face like, as if, meaning the Indian guy who was looking for a, a, a seat for his wife had a look on his face like, oh man, you know, and he wasn't going to confront the complete a-hole that jumped into the seat. So I look at over him, look over at him and I, you know, I don't, I speak English. I don't, he, he does not really speak English. So basically I just, I just pointed to him, pointed to the seats and made a hand motion as if to, to tell him I would switch seats with him. And so I get up, I get out of my seat. His, he, he gets over there with his wife, sits in the, into the, in the two of the three seats and I take his seat and he goes, thank you, brother. Cause he knew that he knew how to say that. And I was like, no problem, my brother. Now everybody else in, in the place was kind of looking at me. And looking at him, and, and they kind of had a little smile on their face because somebody did something nice to somebody else. I, I have the feeling that some of the other people, you know, if, in a similar seating situation, would have probably were was was about to make the same offer that I made. But you know, I did it first, you know. So everyone had like a little smile on their face every time you see somebody do something nice to someone, for someone, with someone. You get a little smile, it's a little jolt of happy, you know. But they also had the look on the face, looking at that guy who who obviously did an asshole move. And they were looking at him with that look of slight disgust. And they were all kind of shaking their head. And now he has he, he can make eye contact with nobody because they're all looking at him as if to say, you piece of shit. You saw these this guy trying to sit down with his wife. He obviously pulled the chair next to him to sit with his wife and you jump into the seat, you piece of shit. And and, and the reason I tell you that's like it just shows you how just the little things you do during the course of the day can affect people's mood. You know, there was a positive thing and a negative thing happening at the same time. I gave the people the seat and they were happy and kind of little, that little smile, a little, you know, that little thing and a little happy. And I was happy because I was able to help a couple people, even if I don't, we couldn't talk to each other. And this guy thought he was being slick. And now he had about, I don't know, 80 people looking at him like, you piece of shit. <laughs> you know, and the only reason I bring that up is like I said, Little tiny things like that during the course of the day will dictate how your day goes, you know. Now, when you go home to your family, you know, there's there's a consistency there. So, you know, whatever you feeling, whatever you felt yesterday, you're going to feel tomorrow. Whatever that is, you're used to that. But it's the little tiny things we do during the course of a day when we meet with each other and interact with each other that can put a little smile on our faces and make us a little bit happier and make the day go by a little better. So I just said this basically to to make the point that if you have an opportunity to do a little tiny nice thing for somebody that you don't know, just fucking do it. It'll make you feel better. <laughs> it'll make them feel better. And it'll make your day better. You know, now I know this is a little corny coming from me because you, you know, because you know what kind of jokes I normally put on here. But, you know, that's how I felt. I still feel a little happy that I was able to help those people out. It felt kind of good. 
to do that. And I, I, and I, I hold the elevator doors and stuff like that. So if you get an opportunity to do that shit for somebody, just fucking do it. Feels good, makes them feel good. And it'll make everybody around that sees it feel good and more likely to do something like that themselves. And, you know, if you have the opportunity to cause a chain of events like that, you have the opportunity to do that, do it. You know, somebody will literally be happy later on in the day because of what you did earlier and you'll never know about it. And that's kind of cool, right? I think so. All right, cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes, we knocked out another one. Hey, man. Hey, ladies. I just want to thank you guys. Um, continue to tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure you subscribe. If you're hearing this for the first time, please make sure that you subscribe. And like my other people who have been with me for a while now, tell a friend to tell a friend and get them to subscribe also. Share me on your social media sites. Let everybody know about the show. Um, also, the home base for the show is santhonysays.podbean.com. And all of my links to all my social media sites attached to the show will be there. Um, I just want to say once again, I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate the, you know, all the, all the kind email and the nice things that you're saying. I really appreciate it. And, um, I'm, I'm really disappointed that, uh, none of, no, no one has sent me any, any, any nude pictures. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed by that. You know, I'm, I'm kind of annoyed with you people for that. Although if you know that you shouldn't be sending it, don't send it. You should know, you should know whether or not you should send nude stuff to me. I mean, don't send nude stuff because that's wrong. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> much love to you all. Thank you very, very much for all your support. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Until next time. S. Anthony out. Time while up in here.